With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back, back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Perception the Show. All right, let's talk about Gabe Davis. We'll stay with Buffalo here. This is a guy that had 98 targets last year, 48 receptions, such a horrible uh, conversion rate. I mean, he's I know he's being asked to run deeper routes, but still. Uh, 836 uh, in terms of yardage and then seven touchdowns. Um, 17.4 yards per reception for Gabe Davis. So you knew what you're getting with Gabe, right? Like we're going in over the top and he's going to catch long balls. And uh, that is what Gabe Davis does. Uh, But when you take a look at what, you know, his separation scores and all this kind of stuff, Matt, it's just, look, people were expecting him to take a step forward. He took a step back. Yeah, I think he just is what he is. You know, uh, this is actually a player that I think um, reception perceptions like been dead on about basically mm-hmm. since he got into the NFL. Because, you know, that first year, if you remember, he had a couple moments in like the playoff game or I think against the Colts where he caught these like awesome, you know, sideline yeah. passes. And like he started kind of popping late towards the season when like John Brown got hurt and people were like, oh, is Gabe Davis like going to take next steps? Like, well, I think they actually, and they remember they brought in Emmanuel Sanders that year. And basically I was like, you know, they, they're right based on Gabe Davis absolutely can play, right? Like he can burn, he can win downfield and he can win in tight, like contested situations. Like that's a, that's a role player in the NFL. He has a role to play in the NFL, but their base was like, they should bring in a vet to hedge their bets. And they did, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders and he was basically in 2021, kind of like the guy for the first, maybe 70% of the season. And then things started to shift towards Gabe. Right. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. And then he started doing Gabe Davis things. He won downfield. He won in contested situations and he was good in that role. And then obviously the four touchdown playoff game happens. And like, I really wonder what our discourse would be about Gabe Davis if that game never happened. Or, by the way, James, if people watched that game, like if they actually watched what happened in that game, like he scored four touchdowns, 100%. You don't score four touchdowns without having a good game and also having like defenders fall over in the secondary and like, oh, yeah. Okay. So, my God. You know, there was a lot of that going on too. And then obviously last year, the the take with Gabe was same thing. Can win deep, he can win in contested situations. But I don't know if we're 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 getting a little over our skis with like fantasy drafters taking him in the top twenty receivers, taking him in like the top five rounds. It, it's, <laughs> it's like, well, he's the number two receiver for you know for Josh Allen. But is he really a number two receiver? Is he real? And I don't think he is. I think he is a, a good role player, but I don't think he is a guy that like look twenty fourth percentile success rate versus man last year. Like you mentioned, 
Mm. He's never cleared the 35th percentile in success rate versus man, zone, or press coverage in his first year, in his second year, nor in his third year. It's never happened. Like, I think he just is who he is. And that's not a, again, that's not a bad player. It's just, it's a limited application role player. And I think Buffalo bet on him taking a jump. He just, like you said, he didn't take that jump. He was a little bit worse as a separator, but I don't, I think that's more so that they, I think that's more so that they asked him to be a real number two receiver and like run more routes and run more difficult routes. And, you know, not even just necessarily deeper routes or anything, but just we're, I'm talking about difficult routes for him, like running more in-breaking routes. That's not the stuff right. he's really going to do. He's going to be more of a downfield burner. So I, it, I don't think Gabe is a bad player. I think he just, you know, he is what he is. And I think the idea that he's going to take another step is silly. And last thing too, the first thing people say is, well, he had a high ankle sprain to begin last year and that dogged him all last year. Okay. Uh, okay. But like, number one, <laughs> the, in the games that I sampled, okay. I, d- I took yeah. the week one game. By the way, watch the touchdown he scored in that week one game. I remember the victory laps about Gabe Davis. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. After that week one game. When they like, yep, yep. the entire defense came, the entire Rams defense comes forward and they like leak Gabe Davis down the field. He's completely uncovered. Okay. And then he gets the high ankle sprain and like people are po- posting clips of him turning slowly in his routes we've been doing that his entire career like i didn't sample any game for after week one until he had that like blow up game against pittsburgh i didn't take in any games there if you're telling me that he was just bothered by this ankle sprain his entire year his success rates look the exact same from his first two seasons like i don't really think that's a viable excuse it's tough for me to square that he just has a high ankle sprain the entire year but oh by the way he scores and runs similarly to his first two seasons that doesn't make any sense <laughs> um you talk about the trends here and maybe trying to take a step forward instead of a step back uh versus man 57 percent success rate uh and then a 64 percent success rate going from year one to year two so 57 64 and then 61.6 percent in year three Similar story versus zone, 72% success rate his rookie year, 75% success rate in 2021. And then he goes from 75% to 71% success rate versus zone. Again, a 10th percentile score. We're not asking, I don't think the Bills are asking him to just be, you know, a, a high level technician for, for what they ask him to do. A lot of, clear, there's a bunch of clear out routes, you know, but again, 10th percentile versus zone, that's just not going to get the job done, Matt. No, it it's, makes Buffalo's offense very boomer bust, very, you know, Stefan Diggs centric, right? Like we, the conversation around Gabe Davis has gone from like his fantasy ADP and like the expectations being so steamed up to last year yeah. to now the, the, the first thing people say about Buffalo's offense is, well, they need more that beyond Stefan Diggs. And yeah, um, it's like, wait a second, what happened here? <laughs> what happened? Right. Well, I think that it's just, yeah. they expected too much out of this player and, and look like small fluctuations uh, in success rates like that. I mean, cause that's not really that big of a fluctuation, right? Like going from 64 to 61.6%. It's definitely it's a step back, but it's a, it's a small bit. It's just like, that's the territory that's he, that he's in. And, you know, I always say these guys, you know, like Mike Williams, you know, is he a number one receiver? I think it's tough to be a true number one when you're kind of like an average separator, you know, when you're kind of like a mm-hmm. maybe slightly above average separator, like a Mike Williams type of guy it just makes you very low percentage. But these guys like Gabe Davis, like sub 35th percentile for all the players sampled in reception perception history. It's just 
I, I think you can get value out of those players. Like, uh, I mean, like MVS, right? Like MVS is a valuable role player for both the Packers and the Chiefs, but nobody's trying to funnel like a hundred targets a year to MVS or nobody's like, oh, let's draft MVS because he's Pat- Patrick Mahomes, whatever number receiver in, in what, you know, whatever round of fantasy or something like that. So it, it just like he's, but he's still a decent player to have around. And Gabe Davis is a decent player to have around. It's just like, you got to contextually contextualize these guys in the right way. I think that both, the fantasy community, well, especially the fantasy community, but even the bills like kind of <laughs> overextended and overstretched um, where he like where Gabe Davis could go as a player. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball has been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So you mentioned these small fluctuations, and I think you're 100% right. They are small fluctuations, but let me put it to you this way. If he had gone the other direction, and he goes 2%, 3% the other way, he goes 2%, 3% north, now we're starting to talk about a a player who looks a lot lot like Mike Williams. And Mike Williams Williams as a number two receiver in this offense, that guy's making plays. You know what I mean? That's yeah, exactly that, the yeah. kind of player this offense needs right now, right? But Gabe Davis went the other direction. So, so I, I think that's why when you when you take a look at a player like Gabe going into again year three, and the, the, that that was part of the narrative too. Year three breakout could be this guy, could be Gabe Davis. It just wasn't that dude, right? Like, and again, as you mentioned, yeah, it's a small fluctuation. But it was a small negative fluctuation, you know, instead of a small positive one. And in that little difference is yeah. all the difference in the world when you're talking about one, two, five, ten plays in a season, man. You know, um, those those change fortunes in the NFL. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what we're talking about when we talk about Gabe Davis. And you're you're so right, um, because, you know, yeah, you're looking at it was like 68% or something like that for, for Gabe Davis. Like that would be, you know, 67 or something like that percent success rate versus man. It's small numbers, but it's like, the, yeah, that's, that's kind of the Mike Williams. Like I'm looking at Mike Williams, 2020 uh, season, 67.7% success rate versus man. Like if we're looking at that for Gabe Davis, we're feeling, we're feeling pretty good about him, but yeah, we I are. think it just sort of, soli- it lo- sort of solidified where he is, on the X receiver access that we talk about all the time, like these vertical X receivers, um, you know, maybe more towards that kind of, uh, George Pickens zone, uh, the, the Corey Davis zone of like X receivers, um, which are not, I mean, George Pickens, right? Like he's a young player. Maybe he takes another step, but this is kind of, this is kind of what I always say with reception perception data. And like, it's very stable. Usually guys like are who they are, um, we don't see a lot of players taking these like big, big, massive, massive leaps, you know, throughout the course of their career. So I think it's sort of solidified where Gabe Davis is on that sort of uh, X receiver access that maybe he's more in that like Corey Davis zone. Not a bad player, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're not talking about Gabe Davis be- or like uh, Corey Davis being one of the stars of the NFL. You know, um, I'm not going to say Devontae Parker because we talk about him all the time, but you know, this is like, that's, that's sort of that axis of X receivers where he's, uh, where he's, where he's maybe filing into. 
Can we can we throw Marvin Jones into that Devontae Parker mix? Sure. Too? I feel like that's a that's a good that's a good player to um to say, okay, this is a player that can have a long career in the NFL. Uh, I don't consider it to be an insult when when you say a player is going to be a Marvin Jones or a Devontae Parker. This is not some guy that's going to play in the league two years and just be flame out. It's like, nah, you could compile or cobble together eight, nine seasons in the end. That's, that's a, that's a plus that's success, man. That's good. Yeah. And, um, there's always some level by the way of, uh, (laughs) of, of selection bias when we talk about these guys for reception perception, um, because I'm not sampling, the, the bottom of every roster, you know, nope. uh, I'm not sampling like every single receiver in the NFL. Cause I've got, I mean, I've allegedly supposed to have a life. So, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but so just for that, like sense, it's like, Oh, when you see this guy, uh, I, I see people like, well, how can he have never, how can he get this level of production, but never be open? Well, he didn't have a 0% success rate versus coverage, right? Like he's 60, 60 something percent is still more than 50%. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Whenever we're talking about these guys, we're talking about Gabe Davis and, and these Marvin Jones types and these, I mean, even like a chase Claypool type of player, like, you know, I don't know. These guys are fine. I mean, they're, they're like NFL players. Marvin Jones had some really good years in the right circumstances. And the funny thing about Gabe Davis, like Gabe Davis, like what a fourth, fifth round pick. And Mm -hmm. for him to have like 800 yards and this and seven touchdowns, like, Hey, that's doing pretty good for a a fourth round pick. It's just trying to, uh, trying to find ways to properly put that. And I think like, yeah, he was a wide receiver too for the Buffalo Bills last year. And as a fourth round pick with this skill set, he had 837 yards and seven touchdowns. It was a bit, not to a bit, I would say pretty boom bust as a player. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fine. It just, you still have to have the skill set. You can't yeah. just be out there on the field. You also have to have the skill set.